0: Here, contributor and twittermeister for Bavarian Football Works, back again on Bavarian Podcast Works. Here today to do a brief review of Borussia Mönchengladbach and their 2018-2019 campaign, where they finished in 5th place in the Bundesliga table on a total of 55 points from 16 wins, 7 draws, and 11 losses. Going to get into a uh, an important game from the Hinrunde, as well as an important match from the Rückrunde look at a key player to watch for next season, and then finally, make a prediction on where they will finish next season. So without further ado, let's get stuck into it. As far as fixtures to watch for next season for Borussia munching Gladbach, um, I actually went ahead and highlighted uh, a game towards the end of their Hinrunda, all the way at the end of December, uh, the 21st to be exact, uh, an away encounter uh, at Hertha Berlin. Just because uh, Berlin were one of the teams last season that really gave uh, Mönchengladbach uh, a lot of trouble, um, beating them 4-2 in the Hinrunde, um, and then again 3-0 uh, in the Rookrunde. Obviously, both sides um, have actually switched managers since last season. Uh, Gladbach have gone to Marco Rose, uh, taking over for Dieter Hecking, a.k.a. Ray Liotta. Um And likewise to Berlin have gone from Paul Dardai uh, to Ante Kovic. Uh, so both relatively um, new-look sides as far as coaches are concerned, and not really as much personnel. Um, which in Gladbach have obviously lost uh, Torgen Azard uh, to Borussia Dortmund, uh, but have reinvested with uh, Stefan Leiner from RB Salzburg, Brio Lambolo, uh, the pacey center forward from FC Schalke, um, and Marcus Turam, son of uh, Lilian Turam. Uh, French legend from uh, King Gan, who were uh, relegated uh, from Ligon. Uh, but, but, anyways, um, so again, between the two matches um, against Hertha Berlin last year, Munchen Gladbach had conceded seven goals and only scored twice. Um, and it was so significant, especially in the Rook Runda, um, when they had that 3 0 loss at home to Hertha Berlin it led to a run of only winning two of 11 Bundesliga matches in the Rook Runda, which was ultimately one of the reasons why München Gladbach finished fifth um, instead of potentially uh, fourth or third. And they actually finished level on points, I believe, with VFL Wolfsburg uh, and only finished, finished ahead of them because they had a positive goal difference of 13 to Wolfsburg's 12. So again, that was just such a deflating result. Dardai just really knew how to get um, at the Dieter Hecking's uh, tactics, it seems like, and just had such, such a fatal blow in the, um, the closing stages of the Rook Runda. And for the Rook Runda for Gladbach, I had just gone ahead and highlighted their match uh, in April against Bayern München. I think for a number of reasons. Obviously, they had that 3-0 win over us uh, in the Oktoberfest season last year in the Hinrunda. It was kind of a perfect blueprint for how teams should go about playing Bayern, especially at home when Bayern are very comfortable in their own park playing out of the back. I think uh, Hecking got his Gladbach side to strike a very good balance between staying compact defensively and measuring uh, their counterattacks forward when they would catch Bayern out with numbers committed forward, um, catching Bayern, making uh, cheap mistakes, passing around in the back from between their center backs uh, to midfielders like Thiago dropping back into, into smaller half spaces to pick up the ball. Um, and look to distribute forward. But I think that they're going to be looking to do the same thing. Curious to see how they will fare, especially the first time around when they play Bayern in the Hinrunda versus the the second time around, because I believe uh, the first time around that it will be a home game for Gladbach, Um, and then the second time around will be away uh, at the Allianz Arena. So I'm curious to see if they're going to deploy the same tactics. And it also comes at such a late point in April that we could already have a very good idea uh, of where whereabouts I should say Gladbach will be finishing in the table and so uh, if they're able to nip a point uh, or even pull off another shocker like they did last year against Bayern Munich um, they can really put themselves in a strong position to uh, qualify for a Champions League spot so we'll see how they do I'm curious to see if Marco Rose will use a uh, similar game plan to the one that Hecking used uh, when we when they played Bayern and another thing too I've noticed about this fixture it kind of comes after a a run of a few quote-unquote easier fixtures um, Werder Bremen, uh, Union Berlin, and then uh, SC Freiburg uh, before they do have that encounter um, against Bayern Munich. So uh, with matches like that in the build-up to Bayern Munich, you have uh, Gladbach uh, potentially being in a setup where they do want to play uh, more forward-pressing, more expressive, uh, less conservative, and less reserved, so to speak. Obviously, against a team like Bayern Munich, um, they might have a tendency to stay very compact defensively, very disciplined, very organized. Um, and by stark contrast, you know, uh, when they were playing the matches against Berlin, uh, in the Hinrunde and Rookwinder last season, they had come out uh, far more expressively because on paper, it was a team that they should be, should have been beating. Um, and it wound up uh, costing them, you know, taking too many risks forward, uh, leaving too many spaces in behind, um, you know, and not staying disciplined and, you know, having too many numbers committed forward. So I think with these, uh, the two matches that I picked, you have a unique contrast in approaches from uh, for Gladbach as far as, you know, how attacking-minded they want to be, how conservative do they want to be, what kind of formation do they want to use, do they want to pack the midfield with, uh, let's say, five midfielders across like they would against Bayern or they want to go three or four in the mid and three up front. Uh, you know, maybe Playa and Bolo, maybe Flora Newhouse new house up front in a game uh, against like Freiburg or Union Berlin, um, or like a Hertha Berlin, like I've said. Uh, nonetheless, uh, it will be interesting to see uh, the balance uh, that Marco Rose does try to strike uh, between contrasting fixtures uh, like the ones I've just mentioned against Bayern uh, and Berlin, uh, respectively. But nonetheless, um, we will see how they pan out, and uh, hopefully, they are interesting. Um, Good matches to watch uh, for the neutral, especially us as Bayern fans. But with that said, I do want to look at a, uh, a bright spot, I, I would say a player to watch uh, for next season. I kind of have a, a two-pronged thing on this. One, I just have Allison play out because he is just a guy that I, I really do admire in the Bundesliga. I think he's the type of striker that has everything. He's got pace, presence of mind, a natural instinct in front of goal. He's got that... Uh, I guess you'd call it like Romelu Lukaku-esque strength where he's not easy to nudge off the ball and he can play very well with his back-to-goal as he showed uh, against Bayern and you know created that yard of space for himself and drilled it past Neuer. Um, so he's in 12 goals, 4 assists from a total of 34 appearances from him and his XG was only 11.38 which basically means he scored more goals than he was expected to based off of the quality of his shots. Uh, he also led the team in goals uh, scored in shots per game, which was 2.4 per game. Um, and I, I really think that, um, you know, he's a guy, you know, they're lucky that they've held on to him in this transfer window. I know that Dortmund uh, were really pursuing him in the beginning of the window before it was confirmed that they got Nico Schulz, uh, Julian Brandt, and Torgen Azar from Hoffenheim, Leverkusen, and uh, Gladbach, uh, respectively. And another guy I want to watch, Marcus Thuram. They signed him now. I don't speak a lick of French. I try to get the pronunciations right just off of how much I do sometimes delve into watching Ligue 1. Um, They signed him from Ginga or Genga. If someone French out there knows the correct pronunciation of that, feel free to let us know. But for those who don't know French, it was the team in Ligon who finished dead last uh, and got relegated. However, uh, Turam was a, uh, a bright spot. And unlike his father, he is a striker. Uh, and not a central defender. And he was also one of the guys who featured uh, in every game for France at the under-21 European Championships and was a, uh, a very, very solid presence for Leble. And Max Aburl described him on Bundesliga.com as a fast, robust, and dangerous forward who fits very well in our squad and we're sure he will make his way in the Bundesliga. So he's someone who shows a lot of promise and I'm very curious to see you know, how well he will do. Will he play up top? You know, next to Playa, will he be rotating minutes? Will he maybe play as a, uh, uh, you know, a true number nine or maybe as a number 10 behind a guy like Playa? You know, how is Hecking going to utilize him to the best of his abilities? And that's something I'm very, very curious to see how it will work. Uh, lastly, it's very difficult to see the elephant in the room again, losing a guy like Torgan Lazard, you know, have, will a guy like Teram and will some of the older Guys in the squad, like Hoffman, play a will they be able to pick up some of the slack left behind by such a player like Hazard? You know, with that said, I don't want to kind of sound like a broken record, but you know, again, with how much Dortmund have strengthened, with how much, you know, Bayern are obviously going to be up there as they always are, with how much Leipzig have strengthened, I don't see. Ladback doing anything better than fourth but I do think that um, that is something that's achievable I I will I do think they're going to go one better than this season in 2019-2020 I have a hunch that they will be a bit more consistent on either side you know the Hinrunda and the Rookrunda and I do think that they can squeeze that fourth position and I would love to see them uh, back in the Champions League um, and maybe get drawn to a favorable group Uh, that doesn't have uh, Manchester City in it like they did back in um, 2016. But obviously that's all based on the seedings. And just to clarify, too, you know, I I know I said a little while ago, I just made a mistake. I am aware, obviously, that Gladbach does have a new uh, head coach in Marco Rose. I know I said earlier it'll be interesting to see how Hecking um, utilizes turnaround. But um, that's just me babbling, crossing my thoughts. I am aware that there's a new manager. Um, but with that said, you know, this has been another great review of the Saint until next time.